What's up everyone? This is Bailey with Raise the Standard coming to you with another car combo. Um, I, I do believe you guys will be hearing this uh, either on your commute, which may be in the morning, it may be on the way to a night shift at night. Uh, so uh, my timing's a little off. I'm actually getting to leave uh, from a wonderful time with one of the families in our church and um, getting to come away from some wonderful conversation uh, with one of our deacons and it was just such a blessing um, so that will be sort of the the basis for my car combo with you guys today so again whenever you're listening to this uh, I just I pray it's beneficial and and want you to know that if it is it, it's a benefit from uh, just a faithful brother here in Milledgeville I get to um, hang out with and, and pastor and grow alongside in and learn from as uh, as a man. And so uh, anyway, to get into it, we, we just got into the topic of conversation, everything going on in the world right now, and uh, talked about the church's responsibility, the Christian's responsibility. Um, and so we started to delve in the conversation, and it's an ongoing one we've had um, just in, in regard to the church's responsibility is first and foremost to present the gospel. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and in doing so, see dead souls brought to life, to see people's lives changed. And, and those people, as they go back out into their daily rhythms of life, uh, infect those areas with the gospel and see those areas changed and all the way up and down that ladder. And so we begin uh, to talk about this idea of world change and start wondering and speculating how such a, a grand task could happen. And we sort of get into it. And as, I, as I'm coming away, I, I'm reminded of Luke 16, 10, uh, and see the truth where the author is discussing this, this concept of true riches and unrighteous riches. Um, and if one is unfaithful over one, they will surely be unfaithful over the other. But Luke 16.10 um, puts it this way and, and says much of that. If one is unfaithful over very little, then they will surely um, be unfaithful with very much. Um, I may not be getting that perfectly as I'm driving and, and still working um, on scripture memorization. Um, but it, spe it speaks to that, and, and I think it's actually the transverse. If one is faithful over very little, they will be faithful over very much. And then it goes on to say, if one is dishonest over very little, one is dishonest and much. And so that's something for us to look at, and it's something for us, well, how do we apply that? I just want to take you to me and my brother's conversation, and, and we just talk about how, how does the world change? How can this practically happen? Well, first and foremost, we have to have the perspective and the understanding that the church's responsibility in presenting the gospel in every area of life and all of its members is to redeem the world. It's to redeem lost souls. This is the business of God. It's the business, it's the meaning of salvation as we ourselves, um, children of God, who if we know God as Father, were once alienated, then were redeemed through the sacrifice of Christ. So in are being alive in Christ, we are now in the business of redemption. Knowing it's not us who save, but speak of the one who does. And see salvation as a gift from God, not just to us, but to others who God would save in all the world. So 
first and foremost, we have to start with the understanding that is the church's job. And a proper understanding of that, a proper view of that, all the work that there is to be done, how much uh, field there is to plow, how much uh, there is to be uh, figured out, if you will, uh, efficiently and, and scheduling-wise, even in our own lives. How, how else are we supposed to change the world if we can't even figure out a steady time to have dinner or a schedule to... Um, If you have children, to put them to bed. Or if you are married, uh, a a time to just have intentional time with one another. If you're a student, how can you ever figure out how to change the world if you can't even develop uh, steady study habits? So if you're unaware, I want to invite you to the understanding that if you call yourself a Christian, this is the business that you're in. As one who is redeemed, it's to seek redemption. That's to seek lost souls come to life in Christ. That will lead to the new heavens and new earth one day. So how do we get there? Well, I, I, want, I want to offer this. It's by those menial things I just listed. It's those very things that we see as those things that are in the way of world change. It's the making of the bed. It's the doing the dishes. It's folding laundry. It's these small tasks, and this is something that Andrew and I discussed in our pilot episode of uh, Christian activity, and it's something he even talked about in his recent car convo about a sort of privilege complex. If you have to wait around and, and have somebody tell you what to do and how to do it before you do it. Well, here's the thing, again, as Christians, as ones who have been brought from death to life, we are in the business of seeing others brought from death to life through the grace of God and the means of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can so easily get caught up even in just our own areas of where you're at. Now, I just want you to consider where you live right now. We can get so caught up in feeling uh, hopeless to a point or um, having a sort of disbelief uh, that the gospel could accomplish such a thing to where we even neglect those little things. I want us to take seriously tonight uh, scriptures, both warning and encouragement in Luke 16.10, where it says, If one is faithful over very little, surely he will be faithful over very much. But if one is dishonest over very little, surely he will be dishonest over very much. And that is, that's the distinction on whether or not we will inherit unrighteous riches. Those riches that are fleeting, they're temporal. Uh, We can think of things today that match that, a a source of income, something that is necessary but will fade away. It's going to perish. And then we see the true riches, contentment in Christ, fellowship with the body of Christ and the local church, wisdom from Scripture, living by Scripture, living peaceably in light of obedience to God. The fact of the matter is this, friends, and and those who are listening. We simply can't be honest with ourselves and say we want to see world change if the fact that Christ has come into the world and is now reigning in the world and over our lives doesn't affect our practical living. So I I was talking to uh, my faithful brother about this in our conversation tonight, and it's just something that I landed on as we were talking. We were speculating, well... How do we change the world? Uh, Somebody who just uh, 
completed the first year of marriage, um, this thought came to mind. I said, how, how do we change the world? Um, by going home and making dinner for our wives. And it seems so simple, right? It seems like such a little thing. But think about it this way. The idea um, of a uh, that being typically a, a woman's job, the, the homemaking, uh, something that Scripture speaks to as a righteous cause of being a mother and being a wife, the idea of someone being a helper is shunned and, and uh, told and spoken of as oppressive in today's society. But, and the very same for husbands, for men, the idea that somebody could do that, could love their life, uh, their wife in that way, and in doing so love their life by laying it down for their bride, as Christ did for his church, is foreign. So I say that to say this. The world change we want to see come so desperately is best lived out through practical, daily, moment-by-moment obedience with the things that we already have. Those small steps of faithfulness will lead us into places, into arenas of life, where we will have opportunities to be faithful. But if those opportunities are not supported by those bricks upon bricks, of small acts of faithfulness over the very little things, making dinner for your wife, doing your roommate's dishes, having that random conversation with somebody you see in class or in work every single day, then we can't expect ourselves to come through in those moments where we're entrusted with much. So I hope this is as alerting as it is encouraging and and vice versa. I hope you guys have someone in your life that you can go unpack this with I hope you're plugged into a local church or maybe you can discuss this a little further with a discipleship group or a small group or something along those lines. But either way, I want to thank you guys for joining in my car convo. Again, I hope this blesses you whenever you're getting to listen to it. I hope this gives you something that you want today in light of Christ being our daily bread as also He is our sustenance. So thank you guys again so much for listening. We appreciate you all. And we're praying for you all. Thank you.